0: Welcome to Episode 9 of the Sound Body and Mind Podcast with the Bowen Center and Mental Health America of Northeast Indiana. I'm Brooklyn Beatty, heard weekday mornings on 97.3 WMEE, and today I have a special guest, Dr. Richard Rorold, Senior Psychologist for the Bowen Center. Before we dive into today's topic, just want to remind you that if you have any questions about the topic today or want to learn more, you can text the word Bowen, that's B-O-W-E-N, to 46862. You can also visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WME.com. But good morning. Good morning. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. Uh today's topic is a big one this time of year, especially beating the blues. And I'll just dive right into it. You know, when we have the cold, rainy, snowy days like we've been having kind of off and on this season, um, it is easier to feel more sad and down than normal. Why is that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all most of us are suffering from a good case of spring fever. Yeah. I was just driving over here, and it's a sunny day today, and it was lovely and refreshing. But
0: You always know there's uh, more cold weather on the way, though, at some point, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's fair to say that we're all a bit
1: solar-powered. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sunshine and bright light is actually a, a nat- natural mood elevator. Um, so especially if you live in northern environments, um, during the winter months, we get exposed to less light both because the days are shorter, right? And uh, we spend more time indoors, away from uh, the sunshine and fresh air. And uh, that actually impacts some aspects of our brain chemistry. Mm. There's uh, Folks have probably heard of serotonin, and they've probably heard of melatonin. A lot of people use that over-the-counter to help with sleep. Well, our brains naturally produce those, and it turns out that when we're exposed to light, our brains produce more serotonin and less melatonin. And what that does is it makes us a bit more energetic, gives us a sense of sort of peace and comfort. and during the winter months, it, yeah, your brain tends to produce more melatonin, which produces this kind of sleepiness and lethargic kind of feeling. And it affects everybody, probably most most people to some extent, but there's some people it affects quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Besides the uh, the weather, you know, sometimes life circumstances, things that are out of control, you know, can make you feel sad, too. How do you know when it's serious enough to ask for help?
1: It's really two things. Um I would say the severity of what we would call the symptoms, and perhaps even more importantly, what I would call functioning. Um, functioning boils down to how well am I able to fulfill some of my day-to-day responsibilities and to live the kind of life I want to live. Um, you know, for example, if someone's a working adult, some of the key responsibilities are probably taking care of your home, taking being able to function reasonably well at work, interact with friends and family, those kinds of things. So when those start to suffer, that's a pretty good indicator that mm-hmm. we might want to do something. Um, symptoms would be things like, you know, my, my mood, my energy, my sleep, my appetite. You know, if I start to notice substantial changes with those things or other people around me start noticing those things, it's it's worthy to pay attention to.
0: You mentioned appetite, and I'd love to ask, can food affect how you feel mentally?
1: Yes, definitely. How so? Um, Well, our brain is like any other organ, right? And uh, it requires some good fuel to operate. You know, we were talking about those brain chemicals, serotonin, and there are some others. People can look them up. But um, to create those healthy brain chemicals... Our body needs the proper nutrients. It needs the building blocks to create those things. And um, if my diet is is poor and lacking in some of those key nutrients, it makes it harder for my brain and body to function as well as they could. So, you know, a a reasonably decent, balanced diet is helpful to mood. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when you do feel down, I mean, what, I deal with this personally, sometimes you just want to be alone and deal with those feelings. Is that a bad idea, or you, should you surround yourself with people?
1: Uh, it's a big, it depends. Okay. You know, there's a lot to be said for solitude sometimes. Um, a bit of peace and quiet and a little bit of unplugging can be really good for us, Um I think for many people, especially if you can get a little fresh air and sunshine while you are doing it, plugging into what some people are called green spaces uh, can be very therapeutic. Um, So it's for me, it's kind of is it how does what's the experience of being alone like? Mm -hmm. Is it a is it a fulfilling one? Does it help you kind of get perspective and sort of put things back together? Is it is it peaceful solitude, or is it loneliness? You know, that's a, I think that's deciding a the difference between about. those. Yeah. yeah.
0: When you say green spaces, what do you mean by that?
1: Parks. OK. Uh, forests. Um, so
0: like life, you know, plants yeah, and things like that.
1: Grasses sitting by the river, um, those sorts of things. We know that that tends to l- reduce stress mm-hmm. and um, it can be a natural mood lifter.
0: In addition to the outdoors, what are some other ideas, either either for lifting your own mood or maybe someone you know has been dealing with, you know, the blues mm-hmm. or seasonal depression? How can we help them?
1: Light exposure. If we're talking about seasonal mood things, we talked about the relationship of light to mood. Mm-hmm. Um, open, e- even if the weather's poor, can we open the curtains and drapes, you know, uh, Lift the blinds, turn on some, even turn on just lights you have in the home. You, there are, you know, what some people call happy lights and things like that that are readily available. They used to be pretty expensive, but they've gotten much more affordable. Uh, using those things according to the directions. A lot of people buy them, but they don't use them in a way that you, you need to to get a benefit. Uh, light exposure, a, a little bit of movement. Um, uh, taking a walk Uh, we talked about paying attention to nutrition Uh, finding an opportunity to hang out with someone who tends to lift your mood can be a real bonus also so those are some things that come to mind
0: all right um are there long-term effects to living with the blues say you're you're dealing with these feelings and you're not really uh finding ways to combat it whether you're going outside or you know getting a walk or something so what are the long-term effects to that
1: When do we cross the border between what we might call the blues into a true depression? Mm -hmm. It it boils down a lot to what we said before. Uh, How significant are the the mood changes, the appetite changes, the sleep changes? How much impact is this having on my day-to-day quality of life? But if I'm bluesy, as it were, and it becomes chronic day after day, week after week, month after month, I think it's definitely something to pay attention to. After all, you know, I think we're all looking for a meaningful, fulfilling life. And those things can be major barriers to Mm -hmm. that.
0: If you are dealing with this and you're kind of feeling down, it is important to note it's not defective, right? Like we're all dealing with this at some aspect or another at some point in life.
1: You know, I think one of the things we get caught up in is what uh, some noted authors have referred to as the happiness trap uh, or the happiness myth. Being emotionally healthy does not equal feeling good all the time. Mm -hmm. Life happens. Life is difficult. We experience losses. We experience stress, disappointments. Uh, It's part of life. Um, But we certainly want to have moments of joy in the mix. So it's not I'm not defective if I'm not happy all the time. uh, If I'm not happy all the time, it probably means I'm alive and I'm engaged with the ups and downs that life brings to all of us. However, I do want to have a reasonable mix of joyful moments. I do want to be feeling like I'm fulfilled in my work and relationships and in my relationship to myself, how do I feel about me? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all those things. But it, it, I'm not defective because I'm not happy. Sometimes life deals us some curveballs.
0: That's so true. We all deal with them. <laughs> Is there anything else when it comes to beating the blues that I may have not asked mm-hmm. you about but you want to mention?
1: Well, you know, that. I have a colleague who likes to refer to, uh, healthy habits and I've translated that into what you might call kind of an antidepressant lifestyle. And we've already talked about quite a bit of it. Um, reasonable nutrition, a measure of physical activity, connecting with people I care about, maybe Mm -hmm. reaching out to somebody I haven't spoken to in a long time who's been important to me in the past, um, Getting decent rest, unplugging sometimes, finding those moments of solitude or green space. All of those things can add up to being less vulnerable to the blues, which sometimes, like we said, can morph into something more serious.
0: Well, once again, this was Dr. Richard Roald senior psychologist for the Bowen Center. And if you have any questions about today's topic, beating the blues, or want to learn more, you can text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, to 46862, or visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WMEE.com.